0: Hey, so you made it here to the Simply Create Scrapbook podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Because this is a new podcast, we're still trying a few things out. So it'd be really great if you could give us some feedback once you've listened to this episode. One thing to note and it's really important is that this episode was actually recorded live on YouTube and we were live on Instagram at the same time. We think this is going to add a really nice dynamic into this podcast because we won't really know what's going to happen and anybody looking in at the time or who's on the live can ask us questions, tell us their struggles and we can provide real value to them at the time. So we're hoping you might stop by on one of the lives and if not, you'll give us some feedback, like, comment, share, that kind of stuff to really help us shape the way this podcast goes in the future. Anyway, let's get to it. What's happening, people, is we're going live on YouTube, we're going live on Instagram, and we're going to post the link into Facebook so people can obviously watch on one of those as well. Well, it'll actually be the link to the YouTube. Uh, but the reason we're going live is so that hopefully as people come past and join, they can drop in their comments, they can drop in questions, and we can hopefully ask answer those questions or help or just have a chat, um, and it'll all be on the podcast at a later date for you to be able to um, for you to be able to use so or watch back and you know tell people about it. So um, if you don't know about this podcast yet, then where have you been? Uh, mm. It's the Simply Create Scrapbook, which means this is exactly that. We talk about ideas, we talk about kind of uh, various bits and pieces, but the outline rough structure is um, the three core kind of um, things that Simply Create are built is built around, which is inspire create and innovate. So trying to get some inspiration going with the crew, um, trying to get some creativity going with everyone. And then obviously once we got the creativity going, we can um, start to innovate around whatever topic that is. Um, So we currently, uh, so this week's topic is one thing I think me and Sam are gonna be able to talk about loads, which is stories. Um, So anyway, before that, Sam, Yes, sir. Tell people about you. How are you doing? What are you up to? What what's what's going? What's new? You know? I'd be
1: good. To people. Uh Jesus, what's new? Um, so recently we did uh Ray and I have done a bit of shooting over in London of just photos and videos of um what we're trying to do is like build an asset library or oh, sorry, like a stock library. So simply Create is gonna have its own uh fresh content now. And we also did some like photo shoots of each other now so there's a there's amazing photos of me posing with like a flat cap and all the rest of it can't wait to get through all of that those um, poses
0: were, were genius we we're the least uh, modelly people but we we're in the middle of like a nice nice part of london posing mm. against walls and all sorts it was uh, quite fun oh mate we look beautiful
1: um and yeah uh so what else going on uh, just more and more graphic design um i'm trying to sneak my way into certain graphic design groups and just sort of sneak in and then uh, get all these drops of experience sort of come down and see if I can cr- just grab some of those and take that in and absorb it and then start using it myself. Um, oh, and I'll tell you what um, was a bit of big news for me, um, which Ray knows about a couple of days ago. Um, I've just come into contact for real and get some practice with um, Adobe Capture.
0: And oh, yeah.
1: And Ray, I was showing Ray. the we, we, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, there's probably designers who's going to watch this be like, oh, "Dude, we've known this for like years and years." But I've just come into contact with it, um, and I think if if it's handled properly, I think you could overhaul on your um, so the so the for your content for your social media. Oh, sorry, in my case, for making content for the so, Simply Create social media, I think it's gonna. Um, turbo charge, making the filler content. So when we've got um, posts going out once a week, just updating everyone with like, yeah, sort of the basic stuff. I think it's going to be really easy to build um, quick and easy vectors to use in multiple posts at once, which is going to help for recycling content. Now with Adobe capture, I think personally my, I, I think Adobe capture has got something like six or seven main features. Um, oh, we got some folks joining our Instagram. That man, um yeah, so Adobe Capture, I love it for its um, shapes function, where essentially you can take a photo of something, and then it's just litch and then it's, um, if you take a photo of it, and if you tweak the settings, right, it will build a vector straight out of it for you. Um, and then also you could do post-processing after after taking that photo. So I put my Canon camera on the on the coffee table when me and Ray were having a meeting, tweaked the settings, took the photo on my S9, Adobe Capture turned that into a vector on the spot, and then I could do some post effects to it to make it look even better. And now I've just uploaded it to my Adobe Cloud. So no, now, the next time Ray's just like, yeah, we need a quick vector to, um, to, uh, to represent photography or digital camera, I've just got it. So now I think that's completely... Tra- th- this is going back to the point about... Um, uh, when you are going out and about and trying to find ideas or just get that creative spark again. Um it's almost like Pokemon Go. You're trying to capture all of these ideas. So you'll see something, you like the look of it, and you can just capture it. If it's a pattern on a wall, if it's a like if it's uh if it's uh if it's like a leaf that's fallen on the floor, you're like, that looks cool. You can just take a photo of that and that could be turned into a vector or
0: whatever. I think like the, that it was yeah. it, it, it's it's it's, it's Another thing about, uh, which is definitely in the kind of inspire bit, but also the create, I suppose, in both of them, is that playing around with things that you don't necessarily know mm. everything about uh, and exploring to see if it could help you, if it can help you, how you think it could help you. You might not even use it in the way that everybody else is using it. So you might go, oh, other designers might have known about it ages ago, but a way you might use it. Or the way you might use it in comparison to other people that have stumbled on it might be different. So Gently. just yeah, explore, yeah. just explore the things you come across to see if you, it can help you. Because you might come across a gem which is looks like what you may have come across there. Um, obviously, you need to give it a little bit more time, a little bit mm. more um, input, but uh, and play, uh, time to play around with it. But yeah, you could be daring It could speed up your process and help you with your innovation as well. Because if it can but- save time and.
1: Yeah, not only that, talking about the um, stock library that we want to build, um, instead of me trying to draw on Illustrator vectors from scratch, we could just get a whole bunch of just mundane objects and stick it on a relatively well-lit um, turntable or something. But basically set up a photo shoot of just random objects like pens, pencils, cameras, yeah, yeah. videotape, uh, whatever. And we could video just generate... Tape. Uh, video Explain. Yeah.
0: Explain. V8. VHS tapes now now explain CDs. why that even came to mind v- when was the last time you put a VHS on jesus i think it was about for the younger members of the audience a VHS
1: <laughs>
0: was a, a was a tape. huge brick like mm, that you put into a player, but yeah, yeah, it was before DVDs, basically. You put it that way. G. Williams just joined.
1: But yeah, you can like a pair of scissors. You could just stick it on a on a table and take a photo of it, and you can create the vector straight away. So you could build so many assets in 24 hours. If you, you could literally, we could just say we're gonna have a Adobe Capture Day, and just so many so many vectors, and then we have just got a pool of, uh, and you can hashtag those um, images. So if you're an Illustrator or After Effects, you say I want a vector of this it just picks out all of the ones that we would have done from ages ago and you just slowly start building a massive library of um, really also, cool I assets. don't know
0: if anyone's there. I think Kate, Katie, you might be there. Just uh, check in on sound on Instagram. Everything's okay and you can hear us and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, uh, between us, I had problem with sound And Sam had a problem with video, so between us, we basically, we we didn't have a clue what was going on. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that's all all alright. If anybody's listening or whatever, if you can let us know uh, as you come about, if you can hear us or see us or whatever. Um, Right, so we're going to jump into the theme of today. Um, and I'm quite excited about this theme. It is a theme. It is a theme that I think we could talk about for a very long time. So we might have to come back to it and do a different parts uh, now and then. But and we're definitely not going to get into all the detail we want. But is the theme is stories. So the power of stories in. Uh, when you're creating um, well anything really but when you're getting creative how you get your stories across um, when you're creating social media how you're getting your brand story your personal brand story your own personal journey story across um, when you're um, doing pictures video all this kind of stuff so well, yes yeah, stories is definitely the theme and, and we'd love anybody who's listening and come across is uh, input um, so what we're going to start with is stories that we either know of. Uh, this can be true stories or not um, that have inspired us in some way, or, or we believe is an inspiring story for some for some reason. Um, and then we're going to go from there. And we're going to try and break that down into some elements for everybody um, when they get creative with their stories. So um, let's 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 go about this a little random way, Sam. Um, tell us some of the stories that you've read that you've liked the um on uh video netflix video is the key uh cassette you know whatever you've liked uh, ah, your, your yeah, stories yeah. on what tell tell people kind of, the kind of the kind of stories you like maybe you don't want to say specifics um so
1: the first thing that comes to mind uh, i'm going to approach this this first bit is uh, everyday stories um, nice. which I think which, which could explode into like a whole yeah, evening yeah. conversation. Um, I am very, very keen on the, sorry, this is going to sound weird. I was going to sound very, very keen on global warming. Um, <laughs> no, but I follow, I follow a lot of, um, groups and forums, which are all to do with, um, global warming. And let's, let's say what we're doing to combat it. Um, now, you know, I basically, I, what that means is I get loads of Facebook, um, articles and videos stories essentially in my news feed which is all about um what the next big development is but then also i listen to loads of ted talks which are all about what's being worked on at the time so there's all kinds of stories about how um we're currently breeding um special trees which can do so much more carbon um intake and processing and then it spits out just you know every day oxygen. Um, and if you could, and it only takes up a certain amount of land compared to if you built some sort of carbon processing power station and that would, you know, in terms of how much price cost and its effectiveness. Um, so I get all kinds of different stories like that, but it's really inspiring to know that there's loads and loads of different pockets of people from all across the world that are doing like some, like some of the most incredible projects at the moment. There's like, like I said, these power stations, um, I'll make I'll put a link into the, the once I find it again, I'll put a link. But there's one that literally sucks in carbon and processes it and, and spits it out and into a carbon liquid form and you can literally pour it into your car as petrol and it just works. Amazing, amazing. It's not it's it's not even it's not even uh we sprinkle in a bit of chili powder. Nothing like that. So <laughs> uh, like carbon carbon in the air carbon into liquid you can stick it in your car and it goes and i thought that was i was
0: uh i read one not so long ago about which was good actually i I didn't read it i saw a video on it um which was the uh there's a guy in and i don't know the country i'm roughly i think it was like indonesia of some kind uh i think somewhere and it was seaweed what they were doing with seaweed and basically grew a seaweed farm and was converting the seaweed into like uh like it was like pl- plastic what, packaging what yeah plastic yeah, yeah. was but it's not because it was even to the point not only was it reducing plastic it was actually edible <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly. actually yeah. helping with you know uh, you know sustenance uh, so you could basically eat something and it had a pod of water in it and things like that like i ama- mean yeah. it was amazing um,
1: so so i get every i get every little snippets of inspiration every day with all these everyday stories that keep coming up on newsfeed Um, Yeah, and this is through Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, Really inspiring stories. I don't know. Um,
0: I think one for me is uh, I'm a big sports fan for the most part. Um, So I do like a uh, underdog story. Mm. I think everybody does, but I mean, specifically with sport, I do love a like, so-and-so hasn't got a chance in beating so-and-so and then they turn it around, you know. One of the greatest things, you know, don't know how much you're... Obviously, you'll know about it, but I don't know if you even support a football team. Do you, Sam? Uh, no, not particularly. No, no. No. No.
1: Um,
0: but um, Leicester, obviously, a few seasons back, winning the Premier League and coming out of nowhere to do it. That was just, for me, that was just like what what sport is about, is about that actually... Sometimes, it's, although it tends to be a lot about money at the moment, for the most part, sometimes it's just not about the money. Yeah. Um, and, that, and, that, and that's cool. And again, it's the, you know, the runner that was injured or the, the team that's come from nowhere to be playing against a really big team in whatever competition. And then, you know, uh, willing... I don't know whether it's the, it Maybe the, you can help because depending on... If it's the fact that the underdog won or it's the fact that the person who was a given lost. <laughs> mm, I don't know yeah. what it is but I suppose it's much of a muchness really but I quite find that I quite find them very um like it that they cause me to want to do things mm. you know I want to go back and play some sport or I want to get involved or I want to sport support them or whatever. Mm, want of uh, research and do some find out how they got there and what their journey was.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Um who's your most inspiring
1: storyteller at the moment?
0: Oh, that is very difficult storyteller um i'll give, I'll give you i'll give you oh, i don't know if i want to give Well, we going are we going books here or are we going video we're we going any kind of storyteller
1: Let, well actually let's say any kind of storyteller because i've got one but he's a youtuber and it's and, got... and it and he was the first one that i came across and this was back in 2012 or something like that
0: um, and that's what got so full story, running for me. really storyteller i would say um well it's very very quirky but books that I've kind of liked a lot of but haven't read one for a while was Chuck Palahniuk which is the guy that wrote Fight Club oh touch but he I've re- I've read a few few of his books like four or five different books and they are awesome storytelling they're really random and really whatever quite modern I would say in in his approach to storytelling so uh, you might not be that would be an eclectic taste I'm sure um okay. I also, I have to say, and this is again, jumping completely. This is how much I love the Harry Potter. I love the books and I've read them no. loads of times. I, 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 the films, not as much, but the books were just in, for me at the time were incredible. And mm. then a YouTuber whose storytelling I love, I would probably, ah oh, that's, it's quite difficult. I would probably say it's a cross between uh, cinematically Tyler Babbin. And okay, and then a little bit more like um, funny and relaxed, but been doing it a lot bit a, a lot longer Peter McKinnon okay, cool uh, what about yours?
1: Uh, so the first to the okay so I've got two straight off the bat um, the first one who I ever came across was YouTube is a youtuber called Eric Thomas okay um, and he did and he made um, he was he so he's, he's done – like uh, the first time I saw him, he did like a two-parter of 15 minutes. And he told this story about um, – he told this story about a guru trying to teach a dude. And the punchline was when, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. That like, again, 15 minutes and he does like a whole thing that just like right touched me right there. And I was mm-hmm. just like, right, that's, that's it. I'm good. Whatever it is I want to do, I'm going to go all out as opposed to just meh. Like this is fun um
0: and what other kinds of what other kind of stories so like uh even films what are like if i the classic question if i ask you your top three films not only will they be your top three but obviously i would assume there is a reason in terms of storytelling there
1: it's really really tough i want to say for story i want to say um it's so good that I've not forgotten the name. Uh, the uh, is it the prestige? So the prestige? No, not the press not the Prestige. It's the other one, uh, The Illusionist. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I've seen that. Very, who, good.
1: Who, yeah, very good. Who was? I can't remember the actor's name. But I think it's the dude who Ed, was the main Ed invite- Norton
0: in it. Is
1: I it? think it is. Yeah, I absolutely love that story. Um, also, because j- c- of the time period as well, um, but then also just like how it all turns. out. It's like one of those clever Sherlock Holmes kind of storytelling things, where like you like, there's so much. Data, data, data to, to, to take in, but essentially at the end, it all comes back together and and sorts itself out, or at least Sherlock Holmes sorts itself out. But with The Illusionist, it actually turns that it, it's a really, really good and a really nice twist at the end. Um, it's, it, it's almost slightly what's the word? Um, it's not in unethical, but it, it basically it's that it's it's based on a lie the, the the twist at the end but it still works Don't out give away I mean? we didn't no 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 spoilers. no 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 it's all good we it's didn't all tell good. anyone that's that's spoiler. that's not a, it's not a spoiler it's not a spoiler but that's that that was the really nice bit of the storytelling ending to me so it twisted so you know it's going to be all right pretty much but it, it, it's it's twisted at the end so it's it's actually even better um so that's a really nice bit of storytelling that I enjoyed.
0: I am a big um, Gladiator fan. Oh, yeah. So I... Um... Uh, spoilers! No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely, definitely not going to spoil it. <laughs> no, I've, I've, seen, I've seen it. but
1: like, um, <laughs> If you hadn't
0: seen it, I'd be really surprised. Mm, um, certainly. I feel like that is a, a you film. Um But basically, so with, this sto- with Gladiator, I love it for all the reasons I kind of mentioned. One, I find it's quite underdog. It, it, well, it turns into an underdog story slightly. Um, two, it, um, it, it the medi, the medieval or the era in which it what it sets up it, is great, and and actually the character arcs are, are, are brilliant as well in terms of um, obviously Maximus going on his journey, but also the the, the empire going on theirs, etc. So uh, yeah, so I'm a massive. It's pro- it, I always say I don't have a number one film, but I have a number two, and my number two is Gladiator. <laughs> okay fair enough uh just because i can't put anything in that top spot it's too it's because there's so many different genres of of storytelling right Of, of film anyway um okay so we've i think we've given a little bit of an insight into the stories we like and what Uh, what inspires of of those stories and we've talked about social media so we've talked about you reading your articles on Twitter we've talked a a little bit about books a bit about film which is nice Um, and obviously if anybody who's listening has got any questions about books, films uh, YouTube, social media whatever that might be in terms of storytelling ping it over to us the next thing to move on to I think you know is breaking down the elements of what we think makes a good story so not necessarily what us making a story yet not saying we won't come to that but what do we think are like the key attributes to well i say think i believe i know some of them I won't, i'm not gonna lie um but what do we as a, a think that a good story
1: consists of i i'm gonna have to let you lead on this one because i because i know you are way better at this because you're, you're the first video i saw of you doing stories was incredible and especially when it's condensed down into three or four minutes was it well, well thank but you it's be- it beautifully done it's beautifully um,
0: done yeah, that's on YouTube. I think it's the one you're talking about, which is where I've basically broken down what are the, the points of a, a good story, um, which is really interesting because actually knowing them and applying them is actually really difficult. Um, mm. So I feel like I know them, but I actually find sometimes it difficult when I'm shooting my own stories to, to, to lead with those, those key, key elements. Um, so, okay. So the first thing is, and we can talk about this because you're going to definitely be able to jump in straight away, is... Um, creating a relatable character. Mm-hmm. If as a character that's too far-fetched or too far away, I feel like you'll lose the audience that they don't believe that they can follow. Now, what I want to point out with this is, is I'm not just talking about films. If you think about TV series or even, as much as I hate to say it, um, what's it called? Uh, reality TV. One of the reasons that people connect with certain people and certain individuals so much is because they can... Um, uh, relate to them in some way they can Mm -hmm. relate to them in terms of uh, their personality or their their, again their story or their history something they've been through or done or the goal that they've set themselves Um, so I think that it I want to say character loosely but I mean personality is someone you need to be able to connect with um, to be able to uh, go on that journey with them I always say when it comes to a character, if you love the person that you are um oh Sam's left by Sam. Oh, oh um, dang it.
1: No, I was uh, I was trying to uh, grab the um YouTube link that you made for the storytelling one.
0: Re just re yourself. So if you I don't even know what I was saying, what was I saying? Um about
1: relatability to Uh, stories
0: yeah yeah so if you if you if the character i would say that if the character makes you feel something if you are ecstatic for them or if you hate them you know those characters and this isn't a game of thrones spoiler but it is a character in it anybody who's seen it joffrey if you hate the character that much that one the performance is great and two the character is doing something right because it's making you feel something so passionately about about that story so mm. the character of the people in that story or journey, um, and it might be a real story, so about me news story, someone you're following, uh, you know something that's bad that's happened in the news or whatever that might be. Um, I'm just connecting you. Then yeah, so Thank talk you. about so talk about some of the characters, Sam, that you've you've liked from some films or books or whatever. I t- I tell you what
1: I'll actually tell you about one character who I have um, enjoyed hating in a story and recently um so you talked about how you love the stories of harry potter now i must make a confession for the past well i don't know 10 we years are not friends. i've been a famous almost famous harry potter file i have absolutely hated the, no well i've yeah I, okay let's call it hated um harry the harry potter universe but it, it was so irrational because it was simply that i just didn't like that like almost like the harry potter environment everyone was just talking about i was just like uh, yeah it's almost like um, yeah, you rebelled
0: against the conformity of it almost
1: yeah maybe i was just a bit like oh i'll get is...
0: it i'll get it yeah. i'll do that a- quite a lot. anyway anyway i i literally just did a, a massive
1: um blast through all of them through the audiobooks um stephen friday just read all of them and i've listened to them when i'm on night shifts absolutely loved the books the books are but amazing amazing the, the books are amazing but the one character I hated, and it was done in such a beautiful way, was Umbridge. I hated yes. that one. Oh, with a passion. hundred percent agree. Passionately hated this woman.
0: Yes. Yeah, and then was...
1: when I spotted her, when I watched the films with my girlfriend's after, I was like, "Oh, that's that nasty piece of, piece of work, Umbridge." Spotted her from a mile off. Oh, and that was because it's true. that was because of their most amazing storytelling, not just of the character. But of the environment that this Umbridge character started building around Hogwarts, it completely turned. I love Hogwarts. that
0: Sam's talking about Hogwarts.
1: Yeah, exactly. When she I first
0: t- met Sam, he was not on it. He did not like not Harry it. Potter. We nearly, well, I didn't say we fall out, but I was just not impressed. That's to put it that way, because I'm a huge Harry yeah. Potter fan and I've read the books several times.
1: The um, books were the books were ama- the the books were amazing, and the the books were amazing stories, written stories, and the films were beautifully made. In terms of the visuals, no, I I prefer the books to the films. Yeah, hundred percent. That's but how you can that's...
0: always tell a true Harry Potter fan. Hundred percent. If have you read the books? Yes, you're a fan. Have you? No, because they even people that have seen the films, they say they love it. You're just like you're not even there. You're not there. You're only halfway there. Mm, absolutely. Um, what about what about other things? Other films that you've seen? Other characters that you've enjoyed before? I kind of move the to the next element yeah. of the Yeah.
1: So so Umbridge, who I hate, and there's oh there's um. Uh, are these characters in uh, films? or Anything. In- Books, films,
0: real life. You might be like, there's a character I, you hate. Or so
1: love. I I tell you who I've, uh, so I've been listening to The Three Musketeers, the audiobook. That's That's been actually a lot of fun. And I really like the character Atos, <laughs> who's kind of like the main dude of the three. Yeah. Now, if you've watched The Three Musketeers, of the, I think it was a BBC drama, really like that. The Atos in that, is sort of relatable to the Atos in the books as well. In the books, sorry, and I really like that dude. Um, apart from he's, but but as as much as he's such a a wise and strong and kind person, he's also got a really big downfall as well. At the same time, yeah, but that that actually makes him human. Human. I was about say, I wasn't going to say relatable because the guys who've seen Atos and knows what he's like, he's like, damn, you relate to that. <laughs> That's a bit. No, but, uh, human
0: because not everybody's perfect right you can't exactly. make your character not have flaws
1: exactly so he's he's practically perfect but he's got this which is a, a, like like a quite a few people that you know around you not just that you know they're in the world like elon musk is amazing but you're wondering what his like is you know his, his well down- he's amazing I'm but
0: not- everybody always says he's also a little bit weird
1: exactly but so I, not, again that there's yeah no that, perfection
0: that, that, there and this is what is funny as well as when people try to tell stories I feel like especially like uh, people that struggle with stories is they try to go for perfection and actually it's the imperfections that make the story that much better, that much gr- more gritty. And, re- and like I said, relatable, really.
1: What's the name of there's a there's a chap. Oh, I can't remember his name. There's a chap who wrote a book on storytelling. And I think this is 1910. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy from America who in short terms went through and studies as much mythology as possible. Um, and then he wrote a book where, where he said, guys, out of all of the best mythological stories that we have, Greek, Norse, um, Asian, whatever, there's a pattern. He saw that there was this pattern which linked them all together. And now some of the biggest films that have echoed throughout echoed? Echoed throughout the last, I don't know, 100 years, they've always conformed to this, this sort of model. And it's all about how and you'll see them in a lot of Disney films. You see it in Star Wars. You'll see it in um, some of the more recent films. But it's always about how you've got um, oh, I'm, I'm going to ruin it by trying to like dumb it down. But it's always about how you've got this character who's, again, relatable to whoever the target is for the film. Um, so let's say Luke Skywalker is this young dude who you know, wants to see the galaxy, travel the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's kind of useful. He can mess around with like tools and he's a like really good pilot and blah, blah, blah. But he's got this like overbearing family or like they will not leave or whatever. Um, and you basically throughout the entire Star Wars of four, five, six, you're following how Luke over he, he, he harnesses his strengths and he learns to, 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 to master his weaknesses. He learns to manage them. Um, and that, and that's the key to the story. It's, Following Luke, becoming overcoming his challenges and being who he wants to be, um, and and if you go, if you, what, I'm going to find a link for this. Um, if you can, if you can, if you can get a hold of this pattern, this model of storytelling, I think you could create some amazing stories. The only thing that you've got to do is add your um, as much detail as you can or want so adding your own characters with as much detail as as much rich content and personality for these details rich descriptions of the environments you're in um and the complexity of the story but in sort of waves you want you want bits where there's like a lot of story going on and then there's sort of bits where it sort of chills out and you can enjoy itself for a few chapters and then it all sort of kicks off again um
0: i think okay so i've got a question for you um yeah. what was the last and this is kind of Flipping the stories we've told on its head. What was the last, if you can remember, or at least one or two stories that you cried at, or have you ever cried? at? I don't. So usually, can, let's let's give an exclusive. <laughs> I I don't usually cry at stories at the end
1: of stories. I usually I usually I, and I, I yeah I, I'm all fine with admitting when I cry. That's all good. I don't usually cry during films or TV shows um, or books um but there has been a moment in a film specifically or a moment in a tv show when they do when something's been done this is the way it's been directed or the way that something the way that it's all been together there's been a moment where you feel a tear because like that is just like such a powerful moment can you name can you name one the scene or the film um i can't believe i'm about to do this but i remember it's a it was the first time a first time I got sort of moved in this way, and he was watching an anime. He was watching Naruto, um but there was this moment where these two characters are, t- are just about to start a fight. But there was a couple of moments when the the way the character had said something, the way that the shot was composed, the way that like the the thi- the moment that was happening, there was a moment where you're just like, oh, that is so awesome, and it actually brought a tear, almost
0: brought a tear to my. I felt it well up, and I was like. That is so awesome. From the story, or from the uh, from the moment, from the the the, like the the the, almost the beautifulness of it. I want to say that, but it was
1: it was the beauty of the moment which sat in the story. It's not like I got to the end of the episode or the film. I was like, oh. Um, But have you done that? I don't think so. I've walked away, and I'm like, wow, that was such an amazing. I'm going to
0: give you a film to watch. That if you do not do that at the end, you do not have a soul. Okay. Um, it's really random, and and going back to our theme that it really that seems to be of the day, <laughs> VHS. Um, I don't even know where it where you can get it now. I literally have no idea because um, it's old. But it's well, there's actually two, but the one that I'm thinking of is called Simon Birch. Simon Birch. If you watch this film and get to the end of the film without crying, I don't, I don't even know is are. that is that birch with an i or a d-i-r-c-h it is an old it's an old film it's it but this is the storytelling in it and the theme of it and uh it's just absolutely a heart-wrenching and okay. that is probably the film that i cried the most at and i'm not ashamed to say it because did i you, wouldn't be anyway but did you
1: watch dead poet society I, did, I have seen Dead posts so. uh, and did that sort of like yeah, that got a, it got me, it got me. Or, good, not, not
0: or fully. Goodwill
1: Hunt, or Goodwill Hunting, or anything nah, like not, that. not well.
0: so much. Those films did, but not enough to, to make me go full tier. Yeah. Like oh, with Simon Birch, I was full tier. like tear rolling down my cheek. Well, that,
1: t- uh, it, it tears are almost a strange one because I um, back when I was at university, I had a, um I wanted to call him a professor. I mean, he was the professor there, but um. He was, a, he was the lead animating teacher or professor. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we used to go to these conventions where you had like, um, loads of it's, you know, film festivals, but visual effects festivals in particular, and animation. And we'd seen certain... And you know, they had a cinema there, so all of these big studios came to show either the whole film or snippets of their film. Um, and that's how we got to see the premiere of um, Marvel Avengers Assemble. That's right, yeah. that We got to see Avengers Assemble before nice. the premiere itself. So before all the movie stars got there, we got to see it. It was amazing. Wonderful. Anyway, um, the – yeah, so once we'd gone to see a couple of uh, these bits of film, I was sitting next to the lead professor for animation, and there were certain bits during a 3D animation when it was so beautifully animated that he started, like, tearing up and crying. And I looked over, I was just like, are you all right, dude? I mean, again, beautiful beautiful bit of animation beautiful film and you look over and you see this guy crying and it's because he can see the beauty in what has just been done like yeah, yeah, yeah. so he can see past the magic of the animation but he can still see the beauty of it how much time and love and care has gone into making this this shot this perfect moment to be what it really is um so it's really strange how it might affect some people but it won't affect others is yeah yeah was definitely. my
0: point i think another Another element to storytelling is um, making it, it's an escape. So some mm. people want to get lost in that, in that world. Um, and that, again, <laughs> Yeah. And again, Avatar. that's not, that's not just a film. That's not just a book, but that's day to day or whatever. People want to know that they can read something or watch something or see something and, and, and it not be about them. They, it's a way of just letting go and releasing. And it's why, you know, the Marvels have become so big as well because they're so almost so far-fetched in terms of actually really happening that um, people can lose themselves in them. Yeah. Same with Harry Potter. It's all about the, the world you create, right? Think about Lord of the Rings. Think about um, uh, Harry Potter. Think about, um, yeah, the Marvel world. You know, all these things are are... are, are allow whoever's watching the viewer to to feel safe because they're away from it and not in it but actually invested enough that they can understand that it's an escape and they can immerse themselves into a world and and that's really hard to do to get people to be immersed in in a world that you're trying to create it's especially sometimes if it's real world which is why people switch off from the news because they don't want to hear about the real bad stories yeah,
1: exactly. But and the they're is... real
0: stories. They're genuine things that are happening. But people switch off from them because actually it's too close to home. It's too. It, they can't. They don't. They want it. They can't escape it because it is happening in their world. Do
1: you know what I find strange is the fact that um, so there's loads and loads of, as you say, bad stories that you just don't want to hear about, and they're all and they're always in the news because they seem to sell better. But I don't see. I um, will tell you what, the only person I saw make an effort to bring the good news to life or bring it to the surface was Russell Howard's good news. Mm-hmm. And where is that now? <laughs> I, 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 yeah. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a dig at Russell Howard. But I'm like, but, look, you know, like, a, a guy had to almost move heaven and earth in order to get a show going. We to had to make a news. comedy show about, you know, yeah, I mean, like movie. he had to go to like, I can't believe there's just not at least one or two news outlets or news that, printers that can can just literally go all out and just report only the good news no one's doing it and it's almost because it's and the reason is probably well i think the reason is because no one wants to because bad stories or stories about bad stuff seem to sell better than the
0: good or but again this is linking to another element no, okay. same element you just linked it beautifully which is people love the struggle they love to hear ah. a struggle story. So there's a thing that I talk about in the video that, that Sam posted, which is the, the the arc of a story, which obviously you have beginning, middle and end. Everybody knows that quite well, for the most part. Lots of people mm. understand. And every story has to have a beginning, middle and end, unless you're really smart and you can jumble them around. Um, uh, then in that beginning, middle and end, there needs to be an arc of a struggle. You need to be, oh, look, look, everything's going fine. Uh-oh, something's happened. And it's the oh, oh something's happened that makes you relate just as much, and then back that character to be like, what are they gonna do?
1: Which is why in almost every single film, the first 10, 20 minutes is you always meet a character Seems and you to. see him in yep. and you see him in his environment, his setting, and his everyday. Um, how to Train Your Dragon: the first ten minutes is always about um, yo how what's his name? Not Astrid. Not Astrid
0: um, I what's his yeah. name? Oh, I forgot his name as well. Pick up. Hiccup. Yeah, hiccup, hiccup. You, the
1: first 10, 20 minutes talking about Burke and the pests and it's every day and he works in a workshop and he hangs out with his family and, and then, he's always a bit of a klutz and blah, blah.
0: And then, like, yeah. boom, the yep. Night Fury gets caught in the... Yeah, um, and then there has to be the... the ch- And that's the change of pace, the change of dynamic. That's the change in, uh-oh, what is this character going to do now? And now I'm invested. But if you haven't got that bit, that beginning, to invest it, which is really interesting when it comes to brands right and this is where i come really really um kind of passionate about um open doors and behind the scenes of people doing companies because actually if you're if you posting things on social media or you're having ads or whatever that just shows all the good all the time Mm -hmm. people don't relate to that they're like your 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 company is not perfect we can we know it's not whether we know someone that's once worked there we know whatever by actually exposing and being honest about, hang on a minute, we're not so good at this. Hang on, we messed up here. Hang on, we did that. Brands become more relatable because of the struggle because they've showed us what's gone on before, and then they've showed us where they've gone wrong or where something's happened, and then that's where people can rally behind and get behind and believe in in, in, a, in an actual company and a brand. Mm. Um, I think it's got- someone who's done it really well recently is um, is it. I want to say innocent, but only because I love them. But there's a company that really, where they messed up, and they basically, uh, I think it might have been innocent actually, um, and it was somebody at work who was telling me about this story. Um, is that, and I am a big innocent fan, so this is probably going to promote them even too like too much. It probably wasn't as, as black and white as this, but basically this they the made smoothie an,
1: company. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They okay. basically made an error, and then they posted that they made an error and said like, sorry, we didn't mean that. Now our bosses. Um, said we have to say sorry because if we don't we're going to get the sack and they posted that like we got it wrong we didn't mean that we did something different and now made a little like light-hearted joke of it and i just think it's yeah it you don't have to pretend you're this infallible thing business you know actually opening your doors which is why things like reality tv for the most part reality tv but also youtubers and bloggers and stuff are doing so well because people are getting an insight into real world which means they get to see the problems as well you know when the mic messes up or the video camera is out of focus or or when they forgot to charge their battery or whatever real life things Okay, I just wanted to take a moment right here and say thank you very much for listening. We can appreciate it's probably a little rough and ready around the edges, uh, but that's why we really like your feedback and support. So don't forget to like, comment, share, and rate us on any podcast platform. Uh, And finally, send us any of your questions, any of your thoughts, so that we can use them to shape the way this podcast goes in the future. As a listener, you have a real opportunity to shape the way each episode turns out and the way the podcast structure goes in the future. Anyway. Let's get straight back to it.
1: See, that thing in particular seems to be like it's been trending for the past, I don't know, five years perhaps? Maybe a little bit longer. I feel like there's been like a real push in the um, spreading the idea of being honest about what you're actually doing. Basically... The whole idea about when you look at someone's social media, you always see the best moments, never the worst. So you should you should actually just show the every the everything that's going on. And it was somehow and somehow seem to give you as a brand or a person a bit more kudos almost like being like selling the idea being genuine, being authentic and genuine is better, Uh, which is weird because you see all these massive brands who are worth almost billions who are just showing every time they win or every time they bring out a new product or where, where the hell is the being genuine behind exactly. Apple or Google or yeah. don't get me wrong. They, they might be. Yeah. We're not, we don't, like, we don't watch them every day is what
0: you mean. Exactly. Be doing they,
1: they make amazing products and they run amazing services, but we see very little about what's going on back end. Honestly.
0: Yeah. 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 You know? and part but maybe of that that... You, got, you, you would understand as a company you couldn't show 100% of the things but then you've got you know you've got CEO, CEOs of companies and directors of companies who are a lot more outspoken a lot more face on and be like yeah tell you know sh- let me t- talk to you about how well the company's doing and blah blah blah. and and, and yeah again people buy into that so we've got, got got characters and we've got people we've got and personality we've got the struggle so people love a what what, what what's gone wrong there's obviously yep. the setting up of a story, a beginning. So that's why you'll also find like a lot of the shots are what, like wide angle shots in video or in books, a lot of description to set that up first, to set you the world. So um, you'll, you'll know what colour door it might be, or you'll you'll get a shot of the street before the house, before the before the living room kind of thing, because they're setting up where it is, what era it is and who, who it is. And that's yeah. the same with... Um, that's the same with... Books, as well, you know, the amount of description they go into at the beginning to set the scene and set the tone. Um, yeah. So, again, w- when you're creating stories, I think you know, you need to remember that. You need to sometimes give people an insight first into where and what time it is and what world it is before you go into the character and mm. then allow some time for the character. It's almost like sometimes don't rush your story, you know, don't try and cram yeah. it in, you know, uh, because those, you know, the, um, some of the most. You know, especially Pixar, Pixar Shorts. If anyone sees them, I'm a massive Pixar fan as well. If you ever watch Pixar Shorts, they're like 10 minutes, some, not even that. And they're just genius because they take a simple idea of like uh, the story of an umbrella. Um, mm. And that's the other thing is, and where Pixar comes in, and the next element to the story is, it hasn't always got to be a human. Or a, or, a, or a relatable person. It could be an object, which is like toys, yeah? Toy Story. That is uh, that is relatable. That is relatable. Or that you put relatable elements into. Yeah. So characterising an umbrella is genius. You know, like mm. everybody, you know, who's in a rain, but what happens to the umbrella when it's not raining? What are they doing? And, you know, all the other things of an umbrella that you don't think about. Okay, so when, it, you know, it's happiest when it's open and it's raining, whereas everybody else, Is sad because it's raining. It it gives that mood. So the contrast in what you can play around with and the thought is just, yeah, it's great. Mm. Oh, hello. I think you've just knocked your mic out of your...
1: I just lost your Skype input microphone. Have I muted myself? I don't think so.
0: Hello, is that better? Am I back? Say that. Say oh sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're back now. That oh, was weird. I was listening to YouTube video just to see if you had died as well. No. Hang on a sec. That scared me. It did actually. I did tug on it a little bit like the lead, so I was like, ah. Um. So yeah, there's yeah. stories. So, so moving on. So, what do we? How do we think we can help now if people are starting to create a story? What do we think we can build a recipe or build them a? things they should consider or think about. And I I want to break this down into books and words. Good. Video and single frame images. So, I mean, photos slash graphics. Mm -hmm. And then news, articles, stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's the right way of approach? I think you should look at this in terms of, I don't want to say the everyday person, but right now the one big thing for me at the moment is um oh sorry the 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 ones that i think should take priority at the moment is um creating stories in your everyday social media posts so facebook twitter instagram how do you create a story just out of one image and then i'd go into how do you make a quick story out of a video so when you go on instagram you just hold the hold the story button and then what the next one be it up from that so literally starting from the everyday and then sort of make your way up to i think films and books should be the last ones you talk about if you know what okay I mean. So yeah, like um, social media stories, then uh, video stories, and then what about telling, and then what about telling stories to the people around you?
0: Oh no, I know one that we needed was was, was the difference between uh, visual storytelling and audio storytelling? Yeah, okay, that's definitely because obviously we're doing a podcast as well, so that makes it even more. Um, so I think start okay, starting with a post. So whether this be, I think this is universal, an Instagram post, uh, it could even be the start of a book, but I know you said leave that to later. An Instagram post, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, right? Before you even have an image, you are asked to write text. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not great at writing, but from uh, my understandings of how text works is basically... In your title, if we call it a title of your post or the stuff, the start of your um, the start of any post, it needs to be engaging and gripping. So it needs to put or, or a motive. It needs to trigger something in that first sentence.
1: So is it something like um, So the first sentence could be, some. you know, you see some post like, are you tired of? This thing? yeah and it's and and then and that feels like that's the hook for folk who can relate to that thing so are you tired of losing time in your day and most people be like
0: yeah i hate losing time in my day yeah yeah yeah. and then it goes into this whole well here is this you know this yeah course. and then obviously that's by using a, a, a question but you might be it might be an emotive state, statement as well so it might be like today wasn't a good day oh what's wrong what yeah, happened there we go so you get a reaction right. of like oh what happened or Today was possibly the worst day I've ever had. Dot dot dot. Why was it the worst day you've ever had? Now what about, you're what hoping about the, it's not clickbait, but also, yeah. it could also be that. What about what about
1: an example of a good story? So instead of today was so instead what, what's an example of like today was the best day I've ever had? Okay, today. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You, So I think what, well I think that that still works. Like do you, do you want to know why today was the greatest day I've ever had? Or yeah, um, this, this this particular thing. Um, made me happy and I didn't even know it would or what do you know I me mean? uh, yeah. and it's a it's a way of creating a feeling and a, a a sense of curiosity at the same time like what was that oh yes that's me as well or again it's about the relatability but it has to be almost in that first sentence and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm, I'm saying this out loud I'm really not good at doing it um but someone who I know who's been quite good in the past is my cousin he did creative writing and he said he had to do this exercise that I've always remembered when he told me, which is try to tell a story in six to eight words, the whole okay. story. So that's what you've got, six to eight words to tell the story to, oh, so wow. that you can almost create something within that first sentence, which is actually really difficult to do, obviously.
1: I've done the exercise where you can, um, well, actually where it's, um, where it's used with, um, what's it called? Storyboards. So you're given 32 storyboards. You have to build a story like that. Then you have to take 16 and tell relatively the same story. Then eight. Then four. Then two storyboards. Then all this sort of stuff. So like first telling a story, then breaking it down to its simplest form as you can. So sometimes you've got to take storyboards out because you just don't need that bit of information for.
0: And I think the art of the art of that as well is also teaching you to strip back your words. So often we want to write too much rather than. Uh, it's almost like the way I do things is I write things out a lot and then I strip it back, strip it back, strip it back and get that as succinct as I can. Um, because obviously sometimes you, if you're, if you go on too long and it's not a book, it's a social media post, you're going to lose people because going to be like, mm. I'm halfway down and I haven't even got to the point yet of what's yeah. gone on. So I the- get
1: that with story, with my storytelling itself. Um, so sometimes I say to myself, right. Okay. Okay. So this is this particular bit I'm about to tell. Like, um, I- been trying to figure out how to tell better stories to groups of people sometimes i'll get like i always say right the thing you, you need when you're telling someone about something is the context so that that last time i went out with my mate bradley this happened i feel like i've got to give a bit of context so bradley who's my mate um we went out recently because it's stag do. Uh, i feel like i give too much context and less getting on with the story mm-hmm. and sometimes it sort of feels like if i give too much context it's sort of like the the flow of the story just seems to plummet to the point where you just like oh, I just can't bother to like finish it, <laughs>
0: let alone my friends can't be bothered to listen. to do, do you know what I mean? I think yeah, and I think do you know what one of the great things I think about Twitter is yeah, is that it doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah, you 200. have to stay within two forty characters or two eighty characters or yeah. whatever it is, and so I feel like that's genius because it makes people think about what they're gonna post. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Uh, just so anybody knows, if you want to know what I mean by six six word stories, if you go to sixwordstories.net, there's some great ones here. I'm just going to read a couple out because I think they're genius. Oh, yeah? um, uh, right. We've got total media blackout agreed the president. That's the first line. Now, don't you want to know why the president agreed for a total media blackout? Yes, you do. Um, you've got strangers, friends, best friends, lovers, strangers. OK. What? What? what what's yeah. going on? Uh, Uh, wrong number says a familiar voice. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? These are really good and they're really succinct, but they paint a picture straight away. You're wondering, you've got curiosity, it's giving you a bit of a character, maybe a bit of a relationship. It's already set set the scenario, you know, wrong number. Everybody's already pictured someone on the phone. Everyone's already related to when they got a wrong number call and then it says a familiar voice. Now there's the curiosity Go well, who was it then? what who how familiar like doesn't it it feel like
1: the hook where it's almost like um the very first bit is it it relates to everyone's been through it and then the hook is when it doesn't go according to plan so it's it's like the struggle like the,
0: the issue yeah
1: like um wrong number no one's really interested says a familiar voice wait a minute what like no one that I know says, like who I've heard says, oh, yeah, sorry, wrong them. I'm like, wait a minute. No one said that to me. And instantly just like, oh,
0: something's good here. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. So I think text, it, again, being more succinct in social media posts, um, obviously you do have long form so you can do long form in LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff but again even getting that succinct to tell the beginning middle end and paint the picture and tell a story and and, it, and what you were going uh, you started talking about is like you try you give too much context again I think there's an again I'm really pants I almost know the theory but can't apply it myself so I'm definitely holding my hands up here but it's almost like flitting between the two so it's giving some context carrying on with the story And adding more context Mm. in in small bite sizes maybe that's the key Uh, is finding out what the right
1: balance is for each situation be it where the story is like where you're telling it and who you're telling it to and then also how much time you've got so if you've only got 240 characters in twitter then you need like a sentence on beginning i know maybe four sentences in the middle and then the last sentence at the end which is like the like the punchline or something I, I don't
0: know or and that's to tell the whole story but obviously if you want to create suspense so they click through to read more or do something else there's another art to that whole mm. cliffhanger ending right mm. um there's another one here i'm just going to read it out just because i thought it's quite good as well um born a twin graduated only child six words but that's a story isn't it you just want to know what what happened between that like you just want to know. Mm. Like, um, so, yeah, check out Six Word Stories anyway. It was just something my cousin told me, uh, and it's a way of helping people write text or, and, or create curiosity in stories quickly. Um, can I, so, moving on to... I
1: was yeah, going to say, can we take a quick moment, and probably this might be after your point, Quick, a quick moment to appreciate um, how stories are absolutely everywhere in the society, and it's almost yeah not recognized or it's or it's but only uh, i i think for myself personally only recently has it been sort of um really sort of clicked that the art of storytelling is in almost everything that we do and every day the things that we see like i've only recently started hearing the phrase um or word narrative used in sort of the i have heard this a lot recently like i've seen a lot of um quotes like uh, it uh, it doesn't follow the narrative or follow the narrative or um so what's the narrative of this or something like that
0: like but yeah no, but the fact I, I that agree, it's every everywhere in in multiple scales of and that go on that's the thing that's exactly it multiple scales i was just about to say and that's the brilliant thing about it is that it's everywhere but you've got stories that we think of as stories up here but it's actually they are everywhere because that's then taking stories and making them um, amazing stories Mm. taking everyday things you know the, the you know again going back to pixar and toy story they managed to take the story of a toy or the and and actually make that into an actual epic story, an everyday thing. Um, The story was already there, like technically people have toys all the time, you know, children, whatever, adults, collectibles, non-collectibles, it was all there. What they did is found a way to put it all together and we all have stories as well. If you ask, and that's why I love questions and having conversations with people because when you ask them, podcasts are great for this, you can ask people questions and if they're good at storytelling they'll be able to bring you along on that journey when you ask them a question mm, cool. um, and so they're everywhere but you can also there's a difference between it being done well and it just being everywhere
1: mm, totally cool uh,
0: and that's what makes people stand out as well
1: what was the sorry i, I, I um i sort of got in before no, the... i was going to
0: move on to the next bit which was visual so we've done kind of words and this might be more up your street really, but if you say a photo or a graphic, a still frame image, so not and anything that is moving, so not video yet. What, what would you say is a good element to telling a story through a picture? Um, okay. So the word I would use for that
1: is composition. It's key composition. So, um, Oh God, it's it like you, you could turn this into like a, a, a two-hour
0: lecture exactly that's um, why it's just high, high level high level i think this whole I, this whole theme we'll have to come back to at some point. i think the key is composition so in a in a, in a
1: uh, so in a either a book cover or uh, even in just a photo um, i think one of the key things is how you compose all of the elements of a picture so what is where, why it's there, What what is where, why those things are there, and then what those things, what emotion do, do those things give because of where they are and how they are? So um, there's there's entire paintings, of, there's a really famous painting
0: of two boxes. Uh, wait. I lo- uh, while you're just searching that, I, I also love the way. Obviously, and I believe in the statement as well, picture says a thousand words, Mm. like the way if you get it right, you can say so much. If you ask people, tell me what you see here. Tell me what Mm. what you get from it. Obviously, there'll be different takes on what people get from it. But also, there'll be the fact that people get so much from the fact that you just ask them, what's this picture telling you?
1: Yeah like so this one is called the art of boxing george bellows the mantle so like if you just google image that you'll see like really really strong directions of motion it's one striker who's literally just like charging into this other um boxer and this boxer's is kind of like getting into it but he's like sort of blocking and you think he's about to like swing the right hook that whole idea of motion in the composition so in composition, mm-hmm. there's a whole load of, let's call them subcategories of things that build up the composition. So, one of them was, uh, so in that one in particular, is motion. It's such a strong motion. You've got two almost like curving lines, arrows of motion. This guy's like charging in, and then this guy's sort of like blocking but hooking over the top of it. So, if you looked at it and tried to d- draw arrows of it, you'd see two really strong curves, and that's it. But that in itself is such an interesting part of the composition therefore part of the story of that you know uh whereas if you just look at a photo like a family portrait photo it's all just like one two three four people in the photo smiling with maybe they're they're clutching (laughs) yeah Uh, maybe they're like each of them are holding like their favorite thing so one might have a violin one might have a teddy
0: bear one might have a i don't know (laughs) something like that um but yeah something in theatre that you're told, which I suppose does translate to picture as well, but is um, like proxemics. So how far or close something is to something else builds that relationship. So for example, if you had a family portrait and the dad was on one side and the mum was on the other and the kids were in the middle, that tells you a different picture than if a mum and dad are in the middle and the kids are around them and that, just taking that example. So where you place things and how you place things and the distance between them uh can can give you things like status um can give you things like uh yeah understanding and story and relationship without actually ever explaining anything
1: yeah uh, honestly um i i could talk for ages about like individual parts um i'd have to go away for about 20 minutes and quit and for the sake of a video like this i want to quickly plan out how to compartmentalize how to go through composition so you've got in composition you've got this 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 and each branch off into their own separate bits. But we don't have time for that. So what I strongly suggest is those of you who are interested in that bit, just Google composition. position, composition. But I'd actually say Google the art of composition. And I'm guaranteed you're going to find a number of... Um... And
0: we'll try and get um, Sam, if he's up for the challenge, to do a, a, a six tips post uh, that we're Ooh. starting off anyway on composition. See how he, uh, how he, how he likes that. He might how be he able does. to... That might do be something it. like
1: that. that. Yeah, I think actually I think that will probably the best way to do that is actually probably do it through images and then just like one bit of text. Yeah, cool. Exactly. You so yeah.
0: you've been set the challenge. Um and then okay, so moving on to video. So we've there's a picture that's a single frame, and then how does video up the levels even more?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, I think we, we which we're getting to anyway, but one thing is video allows a lot of is the the place of audio. Yep. So obviously you haven't got audio unless you've got an audio book. I know that there's a whole separate thing, But if you're reading a book, you haven't got the audio. You haven't got the different voices. You've got your imagination, which I think is amazingly powerful. So that's one thing that books have that the others don't. Pictures kind of starts to take away the uh, uh, imagination a bit uh, because you can now see what maybe characters look like or the setting or the feel of, of that particular thing. But video, you then have the element of both hearing and sounds of the environment so rainforests or cars that kind of stuff plus what people sound like which makes them relatable or not relatable how many times have you heard someone and people might be listening to me or you right now and be like that 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 voice just goes through me is annoying that happens yeah, yeah yeah um so you can be put off or obviously some of that voice is put on um but then layered with the fact that you have a it image that can tell you a thousand words essentially at the frames of like 20 frames per second you have loads of scope to keep evolving or tell a deeper story i think mm. some elements,
1: absolutely yeah in
0: some ways um and obviously the feel obviously the night the day you can play around with you haven't got a right it was nighttime you just show that in a frame that it, it's dark yeah absolutely that, you know what i mean and, and we 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 assume we make the assumption that it is nighttime or that they are in a place with no windows. If it's dark, so I think it allows you to, with through sight, be able to pick up up, up on those kind of things quicker, um, which means you can still essentially tell longer stories in a shorter amount of time. Which I'm assuming is why you can convert a 600-page book to an hour and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it moves us to voice. So then what? would you say is the art of storytelling if you have no pictures and you have no words but you only have things like a podcast which is really nice because it kind of brings the whole podcast background to a 360 oh sorry i was just doing my thing uh, so sorry the question is what what do you think makes a, a podcast or audio a good way of storytelling or what, do you, what elements do you think you need for that to, to make a good story to make the story good through audio
1: i oh it's a tough one the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that is timing timing um so now i would talk about there's a podcast i listen to called myths and legends i love the um that these guys uh literally they take as many mythological stories as possible um and they try and turn them into little 30 minute um episodes um i can't remember what the the that it, that this dude always has like a thing at the start. He says something like um, some of these stories you already know about that have surprising origins. And some of them are stories that you don't know, but you should definitely listen to. Now this guy, um, why do I really like his audio storytelling? Um, first of all, he takes really old um, classical mythological stories, but then he put, puts them in a, and he illustrates his characters in a Language or sound. So, if he takes Zeus, for example, um, he kind of illustrates Zeus as Zeus was, or as we know it to be. But he kind of puts a more modern feel to him. So sometimes Zeus will be talking, and th- and then sometimes Zeus will say like and totally. And uh, I'm not sure about this, but classic, yeah, you know, in classical. Um, Greek mythological plays. All these characters are always using ye yeah, olde yeah, yeah. English or oh how yeah, I announced yeah. the Like, but this guy yeah, is just yeah, like yeah, totally. I think you, me and Hades should like hang out sometime. And what are you? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing with that horn of cornucopia, man? That's so weird. Like a uh, terrible American accent. <laughs> but um, with timing, in particular, um, it can add. Um, I if you if you have a guy telling a, you know, someone telling a story of, you know, once upon a time, there was this person who lived in the like, and it was almost instantly lose your audience because it is just a single line of, I think
0: that I think dynamics in, in voice. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to do accents necessarily, but I think it's being able to change your intonation. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. We we uh, this is random, right but I found a short story. So I'm gonna read it. Yeah, and I'm gonna read it, and I'm gonna want your feedback on how I read it. Okay. I'm really gonna concentrate. I'm not even gonna look at you. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, any feedback on what you think of this yep. this storytelling? Now, this, it's only a short story. Um, I've got but, my eyes I'm closed. I'm not I'm not, I'm not
1: falling asleep, but I'm just i just I, I want to just listen to it and not see anything. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So. <clears throat>
0: In a small Italian town, hundreds of years ago, a small business owner owed a large sum of money to a loan shark. The loan shark was a very old, unattractive looking guy that had just happened to fancy the business owner's daughter. He decided to offer the businessman a deal that would completely wipe out the debt he owed him. However, the catch was that he would only wipe out the debt if he could marry the businessman's daughter. Needless to say, this proposal was met with a look of disgust. The loan shark said that he would place two pebbles into a bag, one white and one black. The daughter would then have to reach into the bag and pick out a pebble. If it was black, the debt would be white, but the loan shark would then marry her. If it was white, the debt would also be white, but the daughter wouldn't have to marry the loan shark. Standing on a pebble uh, path. Uh, in, the business, in the businessman's garden, the loan shark bent over and picked up two pebbles. Whilst he was picking them up, the daughter noticed that he picked up two black pebbles and placed them both into a bag. He then asked the daughter to reach into the bag and pick one. The daughter naturally had three choices as to what she could have done. refuse to pick a pebble from the bag, take both pebbles out of the bag and expose the loan shark for cheating. Pick a pebble from the bag fully well knowing it was black and sacrificed herself for her daughter's freedom. She drew out the pebble from the bag and before looking at it, accidentally dropped it into the midst of the other pebbles. She said to the lone shark, Oh, how clumsy of me. Never mind. If you look into the bag for the uh, one that is left, you'll be able to tell which pebble I picked. The pebble left in the bag was obviously black. And seeing as the lone shark didn't want to be exposed, he had to play along as if the pebble, um, the pe. The pebble the daughter dropped was white and clear her father's death. The moral of the story, it's always possible to overcome a tough situation throughout uh, the box thinking and not giving give into the only option you think you have to pick from.
1: Brilliant. Um, I love the sort of moral of the story. So the part of the end where it wraps it all up. Um,
0: I didn't write this story, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I found but- it. Just so you know, that is not me because I cannot write like that. But I thought reading it might give a pod, podcast people listening a, some kind of yeah talking talking point of what you think made it good, made it bad. I what I did that was good or not? Um, are
1: we critiquing your reading or of the story itself or both?
0: Yeah, all right, not so much my reading because I know I have stumbled over the okay. words with my reading. But yeah, yeah, definitely my reading. So what made the reading good or bad or what could have made it better definitely critique um be, be, be so better.
1: i liked the timing of the beginning because you sort of like set the stage of very clear sentences and gives gives the the, the listener plenty of time to process it and almost like build it in your mind so if i got my eyes closed you say it's a small town in italy okay i'm picturing a small town in italy. it's it's was it 700 years ago okay so you know not exactly a tesla driving around and you know <laughs> and you know uh, no concrete it's all like ye bricks and or you know stonework whatever um i think what could you have done a bit
0: yeah, what would have made it better? What, 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 what elements do we need to add to, to, to bring that? Really... A
1: bit more emotion in in key parts of the story. Um, mm. And not and and also just a hint more timing. So that part where um, the girl realizes that there's two black pebbles being put into a bag. You could have been it, like, so for example, you could have been like really slow and really dark with that when the woman like um, mm. noticed that. And then that moment of suspense when she's got to like put her hand in the bag and what am I going to do? She's got three things. But then you could have done this really clever thing, where that moment when an idea pops into her mind about let's drop the drop the pebble into the pile of stuff, um, and then you could, and then the, the and then the idea of this guy has to has to say why because he doesn't want to get exposed. You could. Because I was getting this moment, oh, you clever girl. But I think you could have um, illustrated that just a little bit more in the reading. So, book. again,
0: dynamics and pacing. Like, dynamics so. in
1: intonation and pacing. Certainly, nice. yeah.
0: So, and obviously, I didn't know that story. But the, the other right, reason I wanted to bring that out is that imagine if you know your story. Yeah how not to get carried away and how to break yeah it absolutely like because so, sometimes you can like you said run off with your own story. so right?
1: when you know when someone's reading an audio but you can always tell a podcast from an audio book right um because the audio book there'll have been multiple takes for the same sentence over and over and over until it's perfect with a podcast as you and i are doing we sort of i, I don't want to say <laughs> we're not inamely driveling on um but Try, well we try yeah to. we try not to but we, we are doing Yeah, you know, we yeah this is sharing us sharing our stories or our thoughts in the moment um naturally so we're going ums likes and this that, and the other in audiobooks, not cool. a single um or like in an audiobook whatsoever unless it's what the but, characters say but
0: why but yeah why? exactly
1: like everything is perfect in an every, you know in a good audiobook everything um every word and every second has its 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 own time and place um so if you listen to stephen fry read anything you always think oh perfection um but uh, and that
0: yeah, but he gets loads of chances to to work on his dynamic exactly. and obviously he's now naturally uh a, a talented at it anyway yeah
1: so. and even as um okay so jordan peterson who's uh, written a, a number of books and i've i'm listening to his podcast uh, audiobook on 12 rules for life um in talking about how he wrote the books, he spoke about how he took every single line of that book and rewrote every sentence about 50 times on average. And he was talking and everyone's like, oh, my God, that must take you like 15 years. And he said, yep. But that's what it took to write this book. You know, so brilliant. Um, but then also, I think you get a sense of that when he's reading the audio book, because he's also he's the narrator of the audio book as well as the writer. And as you listen to him, um, I think he's got a rather good technique on how he presents his information, uh, sorry, his points of each chapter, and how he presents that information to support the idea as well. Um, So, yeah, like, really, really, I think it's really important to have intonation, how you vary the tone of your voice, and your timing as well. Because, you know, like, so for example, you notice at the end of an advert on a radio, There'll always be like a very quick twenty-second story, but then some uh, uh, some of these adverts at the very end, you'll have this dude like terms and conditions apply. <laughs> and you're like, what the well? In today's site, you know that okay, terms and conditions apply. Blah blah blah. Okay, like just go on the website and check out that bit. Um, but if you had an, inv- an advert of just that, you'd be like, what the hell did I just listen to? You've got no idea what what they're selling you, what the benefits are, who they are, etc. Cetera,
0: etc. Cetera. Um, no, I think yeah, I think that that's good. What so to wrap it up, what do you think are things people do can do to just go away and improve on some storytelling things? Practice. Um, yeah. right pra- Well, pra- practice. Practice. Yeah, practice. Okay.
1: So first thing I'd say is um, do a bit of research into who some of the best storytellers are and have been, um, and then just read. or or read, listen, watch, um, as much of that as possible while you are studying to become a better storyteller. Um, and then just practice in whatever medium you're deciding to do as an artist. I'm constantly practicing storytelling as an illustrator or as a, um, as a graphics designer, I'm, you know, almost subconsciously trying to look at, um, telling a story with just images or, the style of um, specific parts. So if I'm building vectors, even, um, well, I put it this way as an, as an illustrator, as a concept, class, so I, I say to myself, every brushstroke will tell a character story. Um, so, and I've been practicing, you know, if you use jagged lines in a brushstroke on a character and yeah, you know, if your character, t- it's just full of jagged lines, you almost instantly, you've got this emotion of, Oh, this might be a bad guy or something. Um, but if you use loads of round and soft, um and almost uh bubbly sort of brushstrokes you've got like oh this is nice cute character that's like really it has got a bubbly personality or whatever you know i
0: think you've said i think you said what watch other people what other people do and but then you have to find the way to apply it yourself you can't be a copycat so if you know a, a business or a company or someone who does good social media posts then have a look at how they're structuring them if you know someone who's written a good book then obviously what look at how they're structuring it if you're watching video or YouTube or whatever, have a look at frame by frame what what they're doing and how they're putting together that story. Um, and again, listen out for what podcasters might do um, to help you. So I think it's about going out there and listening and find out what you like, then breaking it down and then finding your own way to apply it. So almost build the model that somebody else has done that you've liked and apply your own stuff. And then once you're comfortable with that, then you can continue to, to make it bespoke.
1: Should uh, a question I posed to you is: Should people look at specialising storytelling in certain areas, or should they- without okay? So, so really, it's decide choose
0: your medium first. Cho- yeah. Choose
1: the kind of stories you want to tell first, then research what everyone else is doing in telling that story. Again, that's
0: just my opinion. Yeah. But obviously, you know, certain directors are great at action. Certain d- directors are great at romance certain people, you know, are great at certain books. There's a reason for that because they've honed in on one thing. If you try and again it's the hard if you try and be everything to everyone, you'll be nothing to no one. Yeah.
1: Like how many directors do you know that are, are amazing salesmen? How many salesmen do you know that'd be amazing directors? You know? Like okay, you might know like, yeah, there might be like a strange anomaly where you know actually know a few, but do you know what I mean? Like that's that's
0: Yeah. And if you think about it as well, story is the ultimate sales anyway. Because if you can get a story right People will buy into it. If they're buying into it, they'll they'll think about Marvel, how many millions of pounds because they sold the story of a of a world and a thingy that now everything can sell around that. Whereas just trying to sell a hero from scratch isn't going to quite work the same.
1: Absolutely, it? yeah. Okay.
0: Right. I think we should wrap this up. So have you got anything you want to leave with anybody for scrapbook episode? Two? Um,
1: how about we do... Okay, so we told people what we told them. We've told them it let's tell them what we told them. So we started with just intro of what you and I have been up to. We then went through, uh, we then went through um, quick examples of inspiring stories that we found. Now, how can you quickly break down, you had the whole the bit about how to create um, good stories. How can you quickly put that into keywords? So you want to have one about characters, you have one about places or personalities, then you had, so what are the key words
0: yeah i think i think the key the key things are um struggle, struggle. Ca- character, character um relatable yep. um and um i can't remember the other one um oh beginning middle and end it has to have the structure of mm. the, the the same the same art of you need to establish the beginning the middle is where the struggle happens and the end needs to be some kind of resolution. yeah
1: so uh, yeah again like uh, it feels like we will have to add that into the description of the podcast yeah, itself podcasts, so yeah. Be, yeah um and then what else i think oh and we will Um, and then so the next question is how do how should people look at applying story to their everyday lives going forward whether or not you're a blogger whether or not you're a salesman whether or not you're an accountant what well, like uh so and also people just like putting stuff on their social media and just wanted to get you know just uh
0: yeah, I think one of the things is is that stories that sell and people buy into are not perfect. You need to have the, the edge of something. You need to have something that cu- keeps people curious. So don't try and make your story the best, well-rounded, perfect story because it, it's actually the, the imperfections that people buy into, I think. Um, I think that you practice telling stories in different ways. So telling stories with a picture, with video, especially if you're social media, with text. Don't just always do one type of storytelling so for example although we we're key on graphics and video we don't just post that sometimes i just post a tweet and sometimes i just post text on it you need to change it up a little bit to keep it varied to see what you're stronger at Mm. so i know i'm not strong at 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 articles or writing so i don't do it as much but i try to to just change it now and then to see if i can add some other element. Mm.
1: Okay, and then finally, we looked at the like sort of innovation part of the show, which was um, uh, almost how to become better storytelling, and that was like find out who's the best storytellers, study them, and then just have practice, 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 practice
0: yeah 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 i know again leave us some comments about your favorite stories mm. who you like if we got anything referenced anything wrong drop us a comment and let us know that you you listen to it or let us know what parts you liked um and obviously we can try to bring it back in and answer them and all that kind of stuff in next crap
1: podcast. yeah what's your favorite stories and then what who's your favorite favorite storytellers definitely want to hear about that because i'm going on like uh, audiobook binging at the moment um and i want to get as much literature and some you know as much nonfiction and fiction down me as possible. I used to hate reading as a kid and now I'm actually really interested in it, especially when I'm doing night shifts. Um I think the right. only other thing is are there any um special announcements you want to make for simply create the tool or what we what we're gonna be doing this week. And or do you and I want to make a challenge for each other until the next episode and then we can pick it up then.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we can do it, if we can think about you, that. You you gave me
1: a challenge about making a six step post on it was composition, I think.
0: Well, give me give me a six step post back.
1: Um, I oh, I, I yeah. want I want to say storytelling for social media, but that seems like a bit of not a basic challenge. But um, I was about to say something that will challenge you in particular, but you've challenged me with making composition. And I, I know like a a wee bit about it, or I can research and illustrate it quite easily. Um, how about Teaching people how to tell stories in a pub, pub stories. What do you call that? How how to okay. tell a pub story. I challenge you to make a, a post, six post. Yeah, a six post on how to tell pub stories or something.
0: Amazing. Which means I like these challenges because it means afterwards as well that you know if you've listened to this and watched it and what stuff you get some resources as well that overly help you, um, and obviously. all means ask us anything you want to know right until next time that's the scrapbook that's the simply